Welcome to the Apparel Entrepreneurship Podcast. We are your hosts, Anna and Klaus Christensen, founders of Apparel Entrepreneurship, your go-to source for running and growing a successful, meaningful apparel brand. Each episode will give you hands-on tactics and practical strategies about everything apparel entrepreneurship. You'll also hear inspiring conversation with apparel industry experts and entrepreneurs about their tips and journeys in this fast-paced industry. Welcome to episode 74 of this podcast. And first of all, thanks for all the positive feedback we're getting from you regarding this podcast. We're really happy that so many of you find it helpful. And we have loads of new episodes in the pipeline. And today's episode about sustainability is a very important one. Addressing sustainability in the apparel industry is essential to reduce environmental impact, conserve resources, uphold ethical standards, meet consumer demands, comply with regulations, drive innovation, and ensure long-term business sustainability. And if you're new to this podcast, I can tell you that Anne and I run apparelentrepreneurship.com. That's an educational online platform helping clothing brands start and run successful businesses. And you can find courses and loads of templates that will facilitate how you run your brand there. We also run Descinder, which is a creative agency specializing in developing strategy, branding, design, and communication solutions for purpose-driven sports, outdoor, and lifestyle brands. And you can visit our website at descinder.com. Today's podcast topic, sustainability, is very important to us. At Descinder, we only work with brands that want to minimize their planetary impact. But it's not an easy subject to understand and get into. There are so many ways of addressing it. There are so many angles. And unfortunately, there's no easy answer how to become a sustainable brand besides producing nothing at all. Sustainability is becoming increasingly important to consumers and the fashion industry is no exception. In this episode, we discuss how a clothing brand can be more sustainable in all stages from idea to sales. We start by talking about the importance of sustainability and the challenges that the fashion industry faces. We then discuss the different ways that you can make your brand more sustainable, including choosing sustainable materials, using sustainable manufacturing processes, reducing waste and pollution throughout the supply chain, packaging your products in sustainable materials, and marketing your brand in a sustainable way. We also share tips for building a loyal customer base and making a positive impact on the environment. We talk about the importance of transparency, storytelling, and community engagement. If you're running a brand and need help to implement sustainability from a holistic standpoint, from collection concept, design, sourcing, product development, and marketing communication, we can help you with that at Descinder. Drop us an email at hello at to book a call with us. Before we get started with the good stuff in this episode, you should know that we made a presentation to support what we're saying here and to make it a bit clearer. You can see it if you're using Spotify or if you go to our YouTube channel and just search for Apparel Entrepreneurship. Okay, let's get started. So this is the process that we will cover today in this presentation uh, when it comes to sustainability. First, we'll talk about the reality, then continue with brand values and mission, cover idea and customer need, marketing, we'll go into design and collection, and of course, sourcing and manufacturing. Then since it's about sustainability, we'll talk about packaging and logistics, also product care and afterlife, and then sales. So, so we so- will cover everything, every single stage that's involved 
from idea stage to actual sales to when you when you launch it. And again, it does not matter if you have an existing brand or if you're in startup because you will go through all these stages anyways. And so in Europe, fashion companies went from an average offering of two collections per year in 2005 in 2011. Some brands offer even more. Sarah puts out 24 collections per year, while H&M offers between 12 and 16. And other online direct-to-consumer brands offer drops every week. And that is 52 mini collections per year. And that's insane. It is. That, that's insane. It's not sustainable at all. And uh, I'm sure you followed in social media and you know what's going on, especially now in the last six months. You've seen how uh, factories have been treated with brands not paying. So factories go bust, leaving workers without pay payment and with, you know, a lot of unsold goods. It's not... Uh, it does not, it's not going to be the future. And that's why you're here as well. Yeah. So you see the car, the, the headline here, as much as 20 to 50, 35% of all primary source market plastics in the marine environment are from synthetic clothing. So this is what en ends up on the beaches around the world. And eight to 10% of global greenhouse gas emissions comes from the fashion industry. And that's more than the aviation and maritime shipping industries combined. And also you can see here, the fashion industry produces and sells somewhere between 80 billion and 150 billion garments a year globally. And by 2030, it's expected that would be 148 million tons of fashion waste. That, that's just insane. And just, you can see here, for a pair of jeans, you need 7,000 liters of water and only 15% of people recycle their old and used clothing. So extending the life of clothing by an extra nine months could reduce carbon waste and water footprints by around 20 to 30% each. So we're just introducing with these numbers so you can see kind of what effect it has. How insane it actually is. And I love this quote by Richard Branson, there is no planet B and we have to take care of the one that we have. And this is exactly, this is exactly how, how it is. We cannot go anywhere else and we know we're screwing the one that we have today up. And that's why sustainability is the future. No matter uh, what you think, no matter if you think that, oh, it's so hard, I don't know how to do it, or yeah, well, but still, do people really care? Do people actually buy this stuff? Yes, especially millennials and Gen Z, they will drive this so hard and they already do. So what is sustainable business? It makes as little impact on the planet as possible. It takes care of the people involved in and around the business as, and has a sound profitable setup. That's a sustainable business. So it, it, I mean, it requires a different approach than a regular business. Planning is the only way to ensure a smooth transition. If you're starting from scratch, the planning process Vitally important to have effective measures in place. And why the word profitable here is so important is 
because if you do not have a profitable business, you will not be able to have an impact and you will not be able to make this knowledgeable for your customers and to spread this message to more people. Yes, it is kind of counterintuitive. What you miss you talking about sustainability, but yeah, it's, you know, producing products. Yes, you can do that in a good way but also what it is and why this matters so much is because many people do not know about how much damage goods make it on the planet and that is going to be your mission that's going to be your your job eventually and your job in the future to educate your customers and to tell them that there is a better way and to also letting them know that there is a better way by of course buying your products but also how they can help and what they could do to help lower the impact so sustainable what i mean i'm sure you've heard so many phrases environmentally friendly fashion and eco-friendly fashion and slow fashion and ethical fashion irresponsible fashion and conscious fashion and circular fashion and what is that what's the different what does that mean and yes every term is highly complex with so much depth and breadth and also meaning different things to different people so we're going to explain a little bit about what all the differences are. So first you have eco-friendly fashion. First, this refers to how the garment impacts the environment. Slow fashion addresses slowing down the fashion season and refers to increasing the longevity of the garments. Ethical fashion addresses the ethical treatment, pay and health standards of garment workers and the effect that the making of the garment has on their community. Conscious fashion refers to the critical awareness of the impact of the fashion. So first step to sustainable fashion. Uh, sustainable fashion is a general term that can be used to describe all the above. And it may, of course, change and shift with time, depending on how uh, fast we're, we're educating customers and how fast brands um adapt to this business model. And circular fashion is a regenerative system in which resource inputs and waste emission and energy leakage are minimized by slowing, closing, and narrowing energy and material loops. We're gonna touch on circular fashion at the end of the presentation. And also here we're gonna see when it's compared to recycling economy and linear economy. So the first is the traditional one, the linear economy. You take, make, use, and waste it. So it's a lot of waste. And then recycling, it's a step better. You actually take some of what you use and you recycle it and you make it. But the circular economy, the point here is that nothing go goes to waste. You find different ways and processes to reuse material and reuse products so you don't have to um, put a strain on the environment in the same way. Uh, mm -hmm. And just to mention right now, uh, there are not that many brands that actually 
work with the circular system. It's extremely complex. It can work if you are a very small brand, but bigger brands have not been able to implement this because it's so extremely complex. And they, I mean, we're talking, especially with bigger brands, we're talking so much product that they have not been able to actually recycle or put, actually create a system that takes care of all the, of all the waste and all the products because they have not been able to get the products back and to put re-put them in the in the system. But at least this is where where the the industry is going. This is at the latest fairs and all the latest seminars. This is what we're hearing everybody's talking about. So this is where we're heading. That's why it's vital for you to know what this is about and the differences. Um, at the moment, of course, since because it's so complex, you need to start somewhere. And so, it, you know, baby steps, one step at a time. You cannot all of a sudden reach utopia if you haven't taken your first step. So we're taking baby steps. Uh, and again, I mentioned we're going to come back to circular economy and what you can do at the end of the presentation. So here's also how does the industry actually harm the environment? We saw some numbers in a previous slide, but here are some things that is happening. And first you have the pesticides in the cotton production and that you have pollution from these into rivers and lakes, and that spreads widely. You have bleaching and dyeing, that's uh, chemicals uh, that spread from the bleaching and dyeing into the water, into the ground, into the soil, and it's a high water consumption. And when you produce, especially when you produce synthetic fibers, you have uh, the fossil fuels that are used for that. And then you have waste from factories that just end up in nature. You have carbon emissions in transportation. You have packaging waste, plastic and paper. And then you have the general energy consumption in the production all over. And then you have a lot of, since we saw it previously that a lot, of, a lot of clothes are recycled. So the clothing, they end up in landfill or are burned. We hear that a lot in news. And especially now when when brands don't pay and cancel their orders now because of COVID, this is what's going to happen. I mean, the factories cannot deal with all the, the leftover products. So it's going to either end up in a landfill if they cannot sell it because there's so much, so much of it, they're probably going to burn it. And yeah, that's yeah. just... And then you have the ethical aspects like forced labor or child labor. And you have bad working conditions and long working hours in some places, of course, not all over the industry, but this is what can occur. And then animals are harmed in the process, depending on what kind of material you use. And you also have soil degradation when you have plantations and you cut down trees and in some animal uh, uh, when you bring up some animals and also you can see what happens in some places it has to do with the working conditions here on the image you have read about this in the news where they are working poor conditions and it's not safe for the workers so this is affected and i mean all this is scary and to be honest as long when it comes to clothes or anything as as soon as you produce something you can't be 100 percent sustainable no. so at all this, instead of just 
oh, I, I, can, I can't get into this. It's more like, what can you do? You always, you can have a plan, you can have a vision, you can have a will to approach this in the best way and be honest and open about what you do. Yeah, and also just by creating products that are better than what's out there, you give the customer a choice. So the customer, you educate the customer and the customer can actually make a choice. Whereas if, if there are not many sustainable brands, then of course they will, because they don't know better, then of course they will continue to impact and to, to have a, to, you know, create all this that you see in the list. And so, first of all, before we continue with the presentation, you need to understand something about talking about sustainability. Uh, you have probably seen, have probably heard, because sustainability has been such a topic lately that there are so many brands kind of tapping into the, yeah, this is an opportunity, I'm going to talk about it, even though they are not sustainable. They still continue to, you know, spread the message and advertise, but it's all fake. This is called greenwashing. And Wikipedia says greenwashing, also called green sheen, is a form of marketing spin in which green PR and green marketing are deceptively used to persuade the public that an organization's products, aims, and policies are environmental friendly and therefore better appeal to nature. No, they're not. I mean, if uh, just by using so many brands, even use the color green and they think that yes they can you know uh, still kind of get the consumers to buy more because then the customer might think just by them using the color green that's going to be a better choice and so yeah oh i'm a sustainable brand that's not gonna happen and so what do you need to do to not be a part of this to to avoid greenwashing first of all when you start even from the start even before you even continue before you even create your products you have to be authentic and when you start building your audience you have to be authentic about what your plan is and what you're aiming but also say we're going to focus on this or this is our plan this is where our our road ahead we don't know anything we're going to keep learning we're going to keep doing our best you are welcome to jump on board and also after when you start creating a product, you need to do what you say you'll do and also have evidence for what you've done so you can prove that because social media is, a, you know, a shit fet sometimes and people even, you know, private people, other brands, they might come after you. And so you need to have proof that, yes, this is what we said we were going to do. This is what we've done until now. And this is where we're going based on the information and based on what we've learned so far. So when you hear again a brand that says that they are 100% sustainable, I would, yes. I would just like to go back to this uh, slide do you really think they have covered everything here? Just because they have an, an environmentally friendly certified material doesn't mean that they're 100% um, sustainable or because they compensate mm -hmm. for, for the carbon emissions. So there's a lot of things to consider here. Mm -hmm. And here so you can get a deeper understanding uh, when it comes to greenwashing, here are some sense, and I'm just making like air quotes. This is what you should not do. Uh, vagueness. 
that's when you know when you're being purposefully is purposefully non-specific about operations or materials or you can you know some have this approach lesser of the two evils declaring that they're greener than the rest even if the rest are terrible again going back to proof there's no proof like there's no proof of the product being environmentally friendly in any way or being irrelevant claiming to avoid using a material or practice that is already illegal or non-standard or hidden trade-offs suggesting a product is green based on a single environmental attribute. Suggestive pictures, again, coming back to the green. Green images that indicate an unjustified green impact. And it happens so often. Amphibbing, making environmental claims that are simply false or worshiping false labels and exhibiting false labels or unfriendly on unfriendly products. This is very common and I would absolutely suggest that you do take, if you can, I don't know, we've seen some are from US, some are from Europe, and I know that some countries now have released uh, uh, the lockdowns. If you can go to some stores and just to look at how people market you don't, of course, you can do this online, but it's much more interesting when you're getting up close to the products, like go to H&M, go to Zara, or go to other quality, uh, uh, other qualitative um, brands that you like or follow, and just see how do they market? What do they say? And is that actually true? And just, you know, keep aware of this. So when running a sustainable brand, it's about deciding and it's about commitment. Because as we mentioned, there's no such thing as a sustainable apparel brand. I mean, you, you have to take small decisions to lower the harm and then you improve it bit by bit over time. Be honest what you do. You can tell your customers, this is what we're working on and this is our aim. Our mission is to reach there. And we know there's work to do and there's always improvements that can do. But this is something that is you're in for the long run and personally i think yes you should decide to run a sustainable brand because that's the moral right thing to do we are all on the same planet and then just an inside tip from working with hundreds of brands if you want to be a profitable brand now and in the close future it's essential that you have sustainability in your brand mission and you have a plan for how to deal with it And so, yeah, just decide on your sustainability ethics. That's actually plain, simple. That That's what you need to do that. Yes, this is, I'm going to do this. And so what does this mean? Well, having a fully sustainable apparel brand is extremely complex. So you'll have to decide which parts you want to focus on and then expand from there. And some are, because again, we said baby steps, you cannot cover everything so either you will focus on your designs and the concept or you focus on the material selection or you focus on ethical production or even niche like ocean preservation or animal welfare or it's it you cannot you of course you can take a couple of them but you will not be able to tackle everything from the get-go and again if you know you will be after this presentation you will be aware 
of what is involved in running a sustainable brand. And so you will be able to pick, of course, the low hanging fruit is the material and the manufacturing. And that's where, you know, a lot and a huge impact. Most of the impact is created and what you can, where you can help and where you can save the most. That's when it comes to materials and your manufacturing. But if you want to work further, here are a couple of, uh, a couple of other focus areas. So this ties into your brand values and it has to do with attracting the right customers that are interested in this. So be authentic with what you're here to achieve and also take accountability for your impact, the brand, the, your business, what are you doing, the products you create. And uh, what this means is you can even say by 2023 or by 2025, we're going to only have, you know, 100% of our or 100% of our, of our, our fabrics are going to be recycled or we're only going to add the products that are most vital we will not increase to several collection we're only going to do it. so you can state and you can give a number which will be measurable both for you and also for your customers as a target and make it public this is good for your brand to attract the right customers but it also good for your own commitment to do this for the long run and of course include your customers talk to them ask for the feedback educate them how they can use your products and and see how their the products actually behave after in the afterlife life so because customers they want to belong so make this part of your brand values So have a clear and concise declaration about your business strategy. It should include the three Ps, people, planet, and profit. And yes, Patagonia is an oldie, but this uh, ex um, example here is so good. Their previous mission statement was build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. And their new updated mission statement is so simple. We're in business to save our home planet. I mean, with a mission statement like that, there are no question marks. Everybody knows what your mission in is and everybody knows what they when they follow you and when they buy from you, they know what they help you build. And so to have a strong mission and vision is for you, like the mission is your framework. How are you going to get there? And your vision is your purpose. And both of them, of course, go hand in hand. And we would recommend that you sit down and write in one paragraph or even like you see here in Patagonia's mission statement, something very short, but very concise and or that, you know, will pinpoint exactly what you're trying to do and then let people get on board on that. So. When you're about to start your brand, but also when you get into new carryover uh, seasons, you have to know and get to know your market. So just look at what your competitors, what are they doing? How are they behaving? How are they marketing their products? Look at the price ranges and what you get for the money. How much more will it add to the prices if it's sustainable? And also here, what is missing? And you can fill that gap. So this information is important when you position and structure your collection and design your styles, no matter if you're just starting out 
or if you continue and running your business. And when it comes to checking the market, it's extremely important because you will most probably start in a niche and you, your unique value proposition is going to be so specific. So we suggest that you, again, check what's out there. What do they offer? What materials do they offer? What are they saying? What is their statement? What is their story? Is it actually true? Go snoop on their social media and check the comments. Are people dogging them or are they like, yes, this is the best thing ever. You have to see. And no, we're not saying that you check the market out to copy. We're saying you need to be aware of what's out there. And also this will help you because you will understand and you will also learn from other brands. What type of material are they using? And you will mostly with transparent brands, they will also talk about manufacturing Manufacturers. Maybe that could be a suggestion for you for the future. Maybe they have a certain, you know, result with a type of collection or a type of product. That could be interesting for you for the future. So just take notes, put it in an Excel sheet and just, you know, don't question, don't look at it to, you know, try to analyze it. Just put it out there and then look at it afterwards when you've done it and see where the gaps are and also see what your possibilities, where, where your, where your uh, unique proposition will be uh, compared to the, to the other brands. Now we're going to talk about idea and customer need. And this is extremely important because everything that you're all the answers here, they will be your marketing and they will be your story and they will be your connector to your customers. So why are you starting a sustainable brand? Is it because something has happened to you, because you had some sort of a revelation, because you found a shitty product or you were swimming in Bali and you couldn't swim because there was so much crap in the ocean. And that story, that's the start of your brand. And so take a note, put it down and use this later for, you know, to build your collection, to build your marketing story. And this will also connect your customers to you because they will recognize themselves in your story. So what is your brand doing for your customers? Is it doing anything specific? Does it solve a problem? Is it helping them in any way, except for yes, you, you are helping them to, to take better take care of the planet and what added value are your products bringing again this ties back to the previous slide when we mentioned that you do a market scan you will see the gaps and also you will see what attracts you and what is important for you and also what identity are you representing? Because people identify with brands that have the same values and beliefs as them. This is important for you to bring uh, to, to create a culture around your brand. And what is it that you're trying to do that is bigger than the clothes? The clothes and the products are going to be your tool. But what is your mission? What is What is the big vision? This you need to, to note down. 
And in order to stand out with your brand, you have to be unique. So what are your unique selling points? What's so special with your business idea and products? What's different compared to your competitors and the other products on the market? And here, what problem does your product solve? And not just, you, you know, need to cover your body. Think deeper here. And why should the customer buy your brand instead of someone else? And what impact you want to make with your brand? This really ties into the sustainability aspect of your brand. And what steps are you taking to make less environmental harm with your brand? And all these questions, they, of course, they are both relatable to the product, but they're also relatable to to the bigger vision and your decision that you made early on with the why and with the story, that's going to have an effect on everything that you do. It Eventually, you should have a list that's going to be help. That's going to help you take decisions in everything that you do. If you say, I'm only going to use recycled materials and organic cotton, let's say you make that decision. Then you know that when you go to the first, this is the only thing that you're going to you're going to look at. This is the only um, sourcing that you're going to do at that fair. So it, it will help you. And that's why this work, it might take you some time. Yes. And you will not be able to do this in like half an hour. You will be able to to get so much deeper work here. That's going to make your work later much easier. and marketing your brand so what is your story this the story thing is gonna connect your customers and again how do you tell your story maybe something happened to you that you're again i mentioned this earlier something happened to you personally and you're like this is what made me decide i want to start a sustainable brand that together with honesty, transparency, and bringing customers to see the behind the scenes and also to openly put your heart out there and tell them the soul and the ups and the downs. This is going to keep your customers to your brand. And this is what's going to keep the customers love your products eventually and also come back. And this is how, I mean, this is what, how you will communicate your story and your why and your values through honesty, through transparency and through bringing them inside. And of course, you need to build an audience early, way earlier, because your story is the connecting part. And it, let's say you're not going to build your, your audience early and you're going to release and you're going to be like, yeah, okay, now here's my product. Why is not, why are people not buying? This is the reason for you to build your audience early. And how you build your audience is when you start talking about your why and about your story and about your values. Do you see how this and why this is so important? Because 
the information that you're going to put out that's going to connect it's going to excite your customer it's going to educate them it's going to inspire them and when you will have a product ready they will be ready to buy they will you know they will be excited and they can't wait for for you to put the product out there and so that's why you should even some have asked this well i don't even have a name yet it does not matter start talking about your why and the reason and the story and your concept and let your customers join you throughout this entire journey of you starting your brand. So when it comes to your product, how do you market sustainability? It's a lot about educate, education, educate your customers, talk about your products and the materials that, they are, that you're using and how they are better for the environment and be inspirational. You can. You are the thought leader. You can inspire your customers and your market to be better, make better choices, and also mo motivation. So you work with education, inspiration, and motivation, and then you can uh, label it. I mean, of course, when I, when you your products will be ready, you will hopefully that you're gonna put that on the label, literally. You're going to put it in the neck label. You're going to put it on the hand tag. You're going to advertise it on your website. Put it out there. Tell them this material is so-and-so certified. Or we're working with this manufacturer. They are so-and-so certified. So literally talk about it. And this ties into the certifications. Because we're going to look at that later as well here in the presentation. But when you have certifications, that's some, it's a stamp that you do, that approve that you actually have a material that has gone through certain standards to, to meet them. And therefore, certification is a great way. That's something that customers also can recognize. Some customers are looking for certain certifications on the products and we use them. Mm -hmm. It's great. And then when it comes to sustainability, since it's so much more than just the design and the, the, the product development, you can offer a service. It's about repairing them, reselling them, renting them or recycle them. You can, it's the afterlife of the products and the material as well. And also activism, you know, you bring on charity and organizations to help you with your mission and connect with them as well, because your customers will want to be part of that again, because the customer that you're attracting is extremely conscious. So. And this is how you can communicate with the customers. Educate your customers about sustainability and what you're doing in your business. Again, it ties back to being honest. This is what we're doing now. We're using these materials. We're recycling this way. We're offering a, a repair in this way. But our intention is to go into this area and also do this. So communicate about your sustainable efforts in all your content. Whenever you talk to them, if you're in, on email or if you're in a store, or if you have hang tags on your products, where, whenever you talk to customers, tell them about your sustainability efforts. And then also, again, educate them. Explain the certifications. Why are they good? Explain why fair wages are important. Ways, what's happening with during the product development. And teach them about product care so they can understand what it means. How should they wash them? How should they treat them? How can they repair the garments themselves? And then you can co-create with your customers, help each other make 
better decisions and create action. As we talked about, it's about inspiration and motivation as well. And then you can include actionable steps and systems in your brand DNA and business. So all team members are on board with your direction. This is especially important if you have a larger team that you actually have someone in-house that is responsible and can talk about this and motivate the, the colleagues and bring everyone together to make the right decisions for your company. And the reason we're talking about marketing before we even got to design and before we even got to the sourcing and the manufacturing is because you need to start talking about your coming brand, building an audience before you've done it, before you've even started your, your business. Again, this is extremely important, especially now with people being online and on social media, because when you launch, you want to have a tribe ready and excited for your products. So again, involve your customers in your green initiatives. And you can create a moment together, movement together with your customers, build a tribe. And this is especially important if you're selling to the younger generations like the Gen Z or the millennials. They are the ones driving the, the, the question about sustainability. So it's absolutely uh, important if you sell to these groups. And also when you build a tribe, what's happening is that when you have complete loyal fans, they will attract other people to your brand. And when it comes to recommendations, this is the strongest, most powerful marketing there is. So just by, you know, talking and having an open conversation with your customers, this is automatically gonna have a stronger, uh, a stronger connection with them and they will know that you care and that's why they will stay with you and they will, I mean, you probably shopped at H&M. Do you think they really care? Not really. I mean, they're a Swedish brand. It's fantastic. And we're very proud of H&M in Sweden. But they put so, much, so many products out there. It's not, it's fast fashion. And just by the definition of fast fashion, you understand that it's not that clever and it's not that great. And they, of course, they try to communicate, but at the end, they don't have that much direct communication and contact with their customers. They do not have a tribe. And so just even think about the brands that you follow and that you buy from. Many of them, you follow them, you know exactly what they post on social. You watch their every newsletter and read their newsletters. You go to their shop openings. All that is important because you know that they care. This is why it's important to build a tribe for your community. And now we're getting close. We're going into design. <laughs> so... Because sustainability is so broad and because you could start with a huge collection, but that's going to be extremely complex for you. That's why we recommend that you start in a niche and that you have a collection structure for every single product that is in your collection. Meaning, 
every single product that it's in your collection is going to complement each other instead of cannibalizing on each other, both in style and in price and in sales, because people will want to buy more from you instead of pick one or the other. Cohesion in your collection is going to keep your vision and your design language tight, meaning you will have a visual language that people are going to connect to you with. They will know that this is your red thread and this is your specialty. When it comes to colors and sustainability, timeless colors are much more clever to use than uh, trendy colors because Again, per definition, sustainability means that you want to support your customers to using their products for longer, meaning it doesn't matter if they buy a product now from you or in five years, they should still be able to merchandise the goods together and wear them together with other products they have in their wardrobe. Meaning color and having an intelligent color strategy is very important. And also, it is easy to, yeah, I want a pant and then I want a jacket and then I want a top. Maybe I should bring in two dresses, maybe three dresses. No, it's better to have a strategy with a clever selection of products and then take away what's not necessary. And also you should edit when it comes to the product itself, not have too busy things, have products that are just crazy and a mess because it will be much more complicated to produce, meaning they will not be sustainable. We're gonna talk, touch base on this soon. And also you need to think one step ahead, meaning, you will know how big your collection, how big a collection you want to have. Meaning, let's say you only want to start with dresses now, one style or two styles. Maybe you know that when you've introduced your dresses, maybe later you want later you want to go into tops and bottoms, and then you know how to how to think when it comes to materials, how to think when it comes to to manufacturers. You need to a little bit think ahead and know where you want to go with your collection and with your brand. And when it comes to design, you have to think about these four components, visual, hand, feel, fit, comfort, and components, because these are crucial when it comes to your goods. First visual, think about what people, you know, it needs to be attractive. If a product is not attractive, people will not buy it. That's how simple it is. That's how easy it is. And if they don't like it, they will not keep it in their closet. They will wear it once. They might not even buy it. So it needs to be extremely attractive meaning the visual is important. Then the hand feel, when someone touches, if your products are, are hanging in a store, they go and then touch it and they feel, oh, this material is so soft. It's so nice. I definitely want to have this, meaning materials are extremely important. Yes, hemp is a great material, but if that material is really, you know, scratchy and itchy and super not comfortable, people are not going to buy it. So is it better to buy a softer material? Yes, probably, than a super starchy, really uncomfortable material. All these things you need to, to, to visualize before you even put pen to paper. And fit and comfort. Fit is extremely important, and this is where you need to spend a lot of time making sure that the fit is extremely 
comfortable to wear because if people will not find the products comfortable they will not wear it no matter how awesome it is no matter how much you know soft the material is if the you know it's too narrow over the shoulders or if the sleeve is too tight or whatever people are not gonna wear it they're only gonna wear it once till they feel that this sucks i don't want it anymore and then it's gonna end up in landfill so and also components you need to think about every single detail that goes into your product because quality components will make the product last longer cheap buttons they're gonna crack cheap seams are gonna crack even cheap thread it's gonna crack if you don't have um, a nice finishing or a great interlining in the color the color is going to get wrinkly in the first wash so every single thing in the product you need to think ahead before you choose uh, what goes into the product and of course the more components that you add into the design the more complex it's going to be and Yes, the product is going to be your business. So product is extremely important. And the last sentence here, that the customer should love your product. If you have that aim, if every single product that you create, if everything that you put into that product, if you aim it for the customer to love it and to become their favorite pieces in their wardrobe, then you've probably thought a lot about everything that goes into it and you will most probably reach it. We, sorry guys, for the ones that already have an existing brand, if you already have an existing brand, you can wait one minute. But for you guys that are starting your brand, we preferably suggest that you should start small, even with one product in one segment. And when you've nailed that, when you know you found a great manufacturer, you found a great material, great supplier, you know all the single steps, you actually kind of, you, you have control of it. That was the word I was, I was looking for, that you have control over it then you should expand into other segments and into other product areas. And for you guys that already have a collection, we recommend that you do not toss the collection that you've done and create an entirely new one because that's not so sustainable. There's so many materials, so many products that are going to be sitting in your warehouse and you need to put them on sales. We recommend that you implement this strategy instead. So in your collection from year to year or from season to season that you only create 30% new ones that you update 30% of the existing products and that 30% of your, your products that you already love, that are your good sellers, that you keep them as carryovers. And yes, this can also be applied when it comes to colors, when, you, when it comes to materials, and of course, when it comes to manufacturing. This is a great strategy because you will it will be so much easier for you when you create the collection, but also it will tell and it, it will communicate to your customer that you care. You do not want to waste all the goods. You do not want to start all, all over from scratch. And also they will be able to come back to you and shop their favorite products as well. And here's here are a couple of pointers when it comes to design decisions. About 80% of a product's environmental impact is decided in the design 
stage. This is very important. So what does this mean? What are the critical decisions that you need to take? First, function. What function do you want your product to have? And of course, if you create the product that's going to be, I don't know, a super pretty dress, but no one's going to be able to move properly in it, that's not going to be so sustainable. Or you have some um, design details that are maybe they're not so functional. You need to rethink that. Function is crucial, both when it comes to the entire garment and its positioning in the entire collection, but also when it comes to details. Quality. What quality do you want the product to have? Yes, it's going to be tied into the price. Obviously, it will. But this has also to do with the longevity of the product. The materials. You will need to make decisions about materials. What materials do you want to look for? And also, the, the material choices are tied into the functionality and the type of product that you're going to create. Your manufacturing, manufacturers specialize. So this will be extremely crucial for when you look for manufacturers. What are they also sustainable? We're going to talk about manufacturing in a short, uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, and also the product lifespan. How long do you want the product to last? Do you want it to be repairable? All these decisions you need to have made before you even start creating the product, meaning in the design stage. And also the afterlife of the product. Can you repair it? Can you take it apart, create something new? Can it be recycled? And the last point here, recyclability. This has to do, again, with the entire design phase because this is where you decide the zippers. This is where you decide the buttons. This is where you decide the thread and the material and the packaging, everything. Everything that is recyclable is decided in the design stage. And here are a couple of pointers again. What helps with sustainability in a design is that you create a timeless design, meaning get away from trends, or it could be trendy-ish, but not something that's super trendy now, and you know it's only going to be trendy for a couple of months and then it's gone. So timeless design is extremely important for sustainability. And again, a well-functioning design. And this ties back into testing your products. We would also recommend that you know what your favorite design and products are. Look at those, look in your wardrobe. What have products have you had for many, many years that you know, you know, I love this, this product. And then you, you start stating why you love it and but why you've kept it. Make a list. Also, minimal seam construction. This helps a lot because seams are the weakest point when it comes to a product. That's where product mostly break. The material is most uh, strong. And when it comes to seaming, that's where things kind of break or get undone. And nowadays, if a seam breaks, well, not very many people, you know, uh, sew it together, repair it. Many people are like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't have time to repair it. I don't even know how to do it. So I'm going to toss it. 
outstanding fit. We mentioned this earlier. It's crucial because if the fit is off, people will not wear it twice or three times. They're going to get rid of that product. And does your product have a multifunctional or transformational design? You could think about this. Could you do something with the sleeves? Could you roll up the sleeves? Could you roll down the collar to make something with it? Could you add, could you build your collection layer on layer? Could you have a dress on top of a long sleeve sweater that you have or vice versa? Think about this when you create your collection. And also when you, you will also want to minimize waste. Some brands, they work with zero waste pattern cutting. This could be fantastic if you play around with this in one or two garments from the start till you get the hang of it. It's quite complex because what this means is that the pattern of the product leaves zero waste, meaning you will use the entire fabric. It's extremely, uh, it can create extremely architectural products. And also it will give something for you to talk about in your marketing. And of course, ethical production. You guys know this, especially when it comes to sustainability. This is a must. When it comes to um, design to reduce water, energy, and chemicals, you can make this a choice in what colors you pick in your in your uh, fabrics and how the the fabrics have been dyed also you can design your clothes for disassembly we mentioned this in the previous slide that you know that you can easily take a part a, a product so it's easier to to re uh, cycle a product and also are you partnering up with secondhand services or can you offer a repair your product should be designed for longevity, which means that you need to use durable materials. And yes, we know some materials are really soft and really, you know, light and fancy, but you know, yes, these they will break eventually. If materials are really, really thin, they will most probably break. So maybe that's not such a good idea. Encyclability, again, when you choose zippers and buttons and all the materials, you have to think about, can I recycle this? Can I put it into, into the loop again? And <laughs> design for closed loop manufacturing, meaning no waste and everything is recycled and reused. And this can also be that you can donate it, you can create something out of it, or that you make sure that you put it back into your system and create a second line or a couple of products in your collection where you use these, these materials. So you have to think about all the components and the entire product life cycle. And this is kind of crazy, but only 95% of the textiles that are a landfill each year could be reused and recycled. You do not want to be part of this with your brand. And here's a little checklist, a little garment standard list that you could that you could create for your own products, meaning that whenever you create a product, you should put it through this checklist. Does the product have a clear purpose for, for, the, for your collection? Does it need to exist? Yes or no? Does it have timeless design? What is the expected lifestyle of the product? or sorry, life cycle of the product? Does it have durable materials and construction? Is the product made to last? Is the product versatile? 
Can it be used or styled or changed for several usages? And does it have high quality materials and manufacturing? Is the product made of quality materials and made with quality manufacturing? Will it age beautifully? This is if you uh, have, uh, if you use cotton, for example, or even wool, this can be extremely uh, personable with a product because, or, or even denim, you guys know when you, when you use a denim product, when you use it, it becomes more beautiful. Will, when you pick materials, will that help to creating your product, to making it more beautiful with age? And also less is more. Take away from the product that is not needed in it. Is it designed for easy care, meaning cold wash, no need for special treatments? It should be. You should be able to wash it easily, toss it into the machine, and that's it. You should not go with it to, you know, have a special cleaning for it, dry cleaning. That's not very good. And how repairable is the product? How recyclable is the product? And also use terminology technology to minimize the sampling. Can you work with a manufacturer that uses Color3D? This is a, a program. So you can visualize the sampling before you even create your first sample. Can you do that? That's fantastic because you will this will be faster and it will cost you less. And also you will not create many samples. And also have a plan for leftover materials and use them in other products if possible. There is a product called uh, a brand called Rayburn, and they create soft toys with their leftover materials. Yeah, How fun is that? That's great. It's so much fun. So that's a lot of things to think about in the design phase. But as Anna mentioned, it's, it's a really important phase that has a major impact. So let's take a look at the sourcing part and the suppliers and how you choose and select the supplier first of all learn the basics what the different types of materials do and the environmental impact is and the best way is to actually talk to the suppliers and go to fairs we know it's difficult at these times if there are actually any fairs at all open but there are fairs that have turned into digital fairs mm -hmm. online so this is where you can get a great can great get great information and educate yourself about the different materials. We actually have a post about this on our blog and you should check it out because there you can find links to fabric fairs. Yes. And then also know your sources. I mean, and here we're putting that they should be trusted and transparent. Are they actually telling you what they're doing? Can they, do they have proof? Do they have certifications? If they have certification, that's a great proof that they actually have uh, uh, complied with a certain standard. And do they have sustainability a priority? You usually get a great idea just by asking this question at an early stage. So how are you working with sustainability? If it's a long pause, you know, it might not be their top no, priority. Not really. <laughs> so if, if it is, typically they have material around this and can tell you exactly how they are working with it. And when you are educated, you know, there are so many aspects. So just saying that, that they are 100% or they are sustainable, but not explaining what they're doing, that's a bit suspicious. So if they're just honest, we are working in this area with the water consumption or whatever that what that there is their priority that's a great thing 
And then you can consolidate your sourcing. And that means working with fewer good suppliers. Typically, when you have a, a big collection, you have different suppliers, uh, both when it comes to material and to the manufacturers since they specialize. But look over this. Can you consolidate? Because then you have less transportation and so forth when it comes to the production. And continuing on the sourcing materials, think about how the garments will be used and select materials accordingly. Again, should you uh, is type us back into the functionality? And is that do you want the product to be waterproof? Do you want the product to help you keep cool? Do you want what functionality does the garment have? And that's how you choose fabrics. And here are a couple of pointers of sustainable materials and what you could look at when you start sourcing. Recycled materials like recycled polyester, recycled nylon biodegradable materials like bamboo, hemp, or castor oil materials, certified materials, organic cotton, hemp, tensile, linen, or wool, and pure 100% materials. Aim for this because it's easier to recycle 100% materials. But uh, if you want to if you prioritize durability in certain products in your collection, then mixed materials will last longer. So let's take a t-shirt, for example. You can have 100% organic cotton, but if you want that t-shirt to last longer, then you should mix it with probably polyester. So let's say you could have a mix of organic cotton and recycled polyester. That's going to help your product stay longer, fresher, without the material tearing. So you need to, again, this kind of ties back into what I mentioned earlier, what functionality, what priorities do you have for each and every single product? And also other pointers when it comes to sourcing your materials, you can look for dead stock or leftover materials. This means that you can get materials that are that you do not have to buy new materials or produce something new. You buy already existing materials or stock materials, meaning these are the materials that the suppliers have continuously in their collection. You know they work, you know they are qualitative, you know you can get a hold of them. And these stock materials most of the time have very low minimum order quantities. You could also look for certified materials that guarantee a clean process. This is important because you will know that that material is safe for you to use. And also you source materials that have natural dyes, meaning non-toxic inks or solution dyed materials. These are easier because the uh, color is inserted in the early stage in the melting phase, meaning you do not use a lot of water and a lot of uh, a lot of toxic products and also try to ev uh, avoid fabrics that have been dyed using toxic heavy metals this is really nasty for the skin and also for the workers and avoid using extra fragile materials or materials that need special care because again uh, people are not really gonna you know do that or it's going to be they're going to go to the dry cleaners and that's not so good 
Also try to repeat, uh, use repeat patterns and prints because when you select your materials that have a repeat pattern, it will be easier for the cutting and when you produce the pattern to, when they cut it, they will use a bigger portion of the material, meaning you will not have a lot of waste. So these are some things to think about when you choose materials. And then we should take a look at manufacturing. So again, pick manufacturers that have sustainability a priority. And you do this by asking them uh, how they're working with this. And you can also ask your, if you have suppliers for materials, you can ask them if they have a recommendation for a trusted manufacturer that also has sustainability as a priority. And then you can also ask when you found a manufacturer, you can ask them for reference brands that you can call and talk to them about how they're working with sustainability and how it's work, how, how it works with this manufacturer. And that's actually pretty important because no one's going to recommend a shitty manufacturer, meaning you will get a fast, you, you will get in the fast lane to find, to find better manufacturers. So what to look for when choosing partners and when it comes to manufacturing first, green factory is it energy efficient since we talk about this is so use a lot of energy in this phase of the production of course so is it energy efficient do they have low water and chemical usage do they recycle the waste when it comes to wastewater and, and uh, leftover materials we've got an uh, uh, f here and then you have the ethics of course is that a freely chosen employment? Do they have any child labor? I hope not. And are the working conditions safe and good? We saw the picture in a previous slide where we have entire buildings that are falling apart. So this also is good if you can go and visit them. And we know it's hard during this situation, but if you can actually visit a manufacturer, it will give you a great indication how great they are. Do they have fair wages? And of course, no discrimination. Do they have a code of conduct? And I mean, ask them about this. You want them to have a code of conduct and just ask them, why can't they send it to you so you can check it out? And what certifications are they working with? These are some of the most known ones, the Blue Sign, Fairtrade, GOTS, and Oikotex. And just ask them about them and, and see yeah, uh, if they have them. And also you can work with, when you're in business with a manufacturer, you can work with audits and unannounced visits just go visit them when you will be able to travel just go visit them without without telling them do they have your products in line or have they outsourced to some other factory do you when you go is it really shitty does it smell like poop because in some factories that i visited yes it's horrible and then you know okay we need to pull out of this manufacturer asap do they only want to meet you in a fancy hotel instead of showing you the the factory why is that? All these should be question marks for you. And then how can you make better choices and minimize the damage? Well, first of all, you can look at local manufacturing. And this is great. First of all, you can support local manufacturing. And then by doing this, you will avoid shipping across the world. So this is the first step. And then vertical supply chains. And you can have materials and manufacturing in the same place if it's possible. And you always will have some kind, or in most cases, some kind of uh, packaging. Uh, 
So how can you minimize the packaging when it comes to plastic? Are you going to use paper instead of cartons? How will you package it both from the manufacturer to your warehouse, but also out to the stores? So this is something you can discuss with the manufacturer, how you want your stuff to be packaged. And packaging is also a big part of you shipping your goods to your customers. Think about, you know, the all the unboxing and all the unboxing videos. How do you want to be represented in people's social media films and IG stories? And around 15% of your material ends up on the factory floor. So how can you minimize or what else can you do with this? I mean, of course, it's an environmental aspect, but also it's your money. You're paying for the fabric, so you want to use it in a good way. And you can use it so many creative ways. You can create new products. You can use the scraps to, I don't know, for pockets or for other small details in your product or just create something fun with it. So here, just reuse it, recycle the waste and... Don't leave it unused. Recycle it in some way. And also produce according to the demand. And avoid overstock by only buying what you can sell. We read about this and you read about this every year about the big brands burning their stock. You don't want to be that brand. So produce according to the demand. And then it comes to uh, logistics and planning. And... If you can, source materials and production in the same continent. So even if you are not in the same continent, the materials and production can be so they don't have to ship the materials all over the world to the manufacturing and then they have to ship it to your place. This is to reduce the shipping since it has an environmental impact. And if you can, look at ocean and rail shipping instead of truck and air. We know sometimes time is of the essence, but of course, if you can plan this, look at this type of shipping instead and optimize for boxes always always because you're gonna save so much money so much money in the shipping and this comes to when you have the the, the transport look at the entire truck is it full so you can go both ways you don't have to send back an empty truck mm-hmm. and low energy do you have when you look at your own warehouse how do you store is that a energy energy efficient and when you have also, is it an efficient storage and picking in the warehouse? How are you using your um, your trucks and so forth inside the warehouse when you're picking and storage? And then also, are your shipping partners compensated for fuel emissions? How, what kind of trucks are they using and so forth? And this tying back into the marketing, because now we've we've gone through so many points and so many so much content here. Every single thing that we discussed here and every single point you could use in your marketing and you should talk about it openly and honestly and make it into a fun way of connecting with your customer because everything that you decide is actually an active decision meaning you took that decision meaning you have a reason for it so there's so much content you can create with all the all the decisions made here and also when it comes to the packaging you know, all products are shipped in plastic bags and cardboard boxes to be protected during distribution. And this is almost, some manufacturers don't even want to discuss this because it's a guarantee from them that the goods will arrive safely to you. 
but you can decide what's inside. Do you really need all that material? Do you need, I mean, this picture here is all the stuff that's in, that's packaged for, uh, for a shirt. You know, when you unpackage a shirt, you've got all this crap in it. Do you need all that? Literally, like, do you need it? Most of the time you don't. So of course, if you only sell direct to consumer, you could probably get rid of, I don't know, 80% of all the stuff because the customer is not going to need it. They're not going to hang it up. They're not going to, they will take it. Probably they will wash it first time before they wear it, depending on what type of product. So think about what's actually needed and also have this in conversation with your manufacturer. What is an absolute must and what can you, what can you get rid of? And also when you get rid of stuff and when, or that's great, but also explain why you got rid of it. And also for this stuff that you keep, maybe you can use recycled materials instead or biodegradable instead. In here is when it comes, we're going to talk about deeper, dive deeper when it comes to, to packaging. And again, yes, think about social media now. This is extremely important. And in the pictures, you see uh, how fun a packaging can be. It can be reused. It can be made in a hanger. Then you see the picture, the lower picture, and the top picture. The lower picture is actually a plastic bag that dissolves in water. So you can take the plastic bag, you can take your beanie out, and then you take the plastic bag and dissolve it into water. And I even think you can actually drink the water. And the same with the, the plastic bags over at the top. You can compost them at home. That's the stuff you need to think about. And of course, you should use all this in your marketing. I mean, you're not going to pay for it extra because it's probably going to cost you a little bit more, but you're going to use this to strengthen your brand and your mission. And so... You could use recycled and recyclable materials in your hang tags and labels. You can use recycled fiberboard in your hangers. You can reuse uh, you can reuse reusable shopping bags. You can have recycled presentation interior material. You can reduce the packaging entirely, like I mentioned earlier. You can have recycled packaging. And you can have packaging that is multifunctional. And here, there are no limits. You can be extremely creative. So this all has to do with the production. But then, of course, when the product is ready and manufactured, you have to think about the product care and the afterlife of your garments. So, I mean, the product is in your customer's hands. What now? You can have instructional care labels and hang tags in your products, telling your customer how they can take care of your product in the best way to make it more sustainable. You can have a repair, resell, or recycle services. We've seen this in many places. We have denim shops where you can go in with your jeans and they can repair it in the spot. And, and if you do not have the end, if you cannot facilitate it, then partner up with some other brands or some other organization that can. And help your customers to take care of the products by having educational content on your website and when you talk on social media or if you have email lists, whenever you are in contact with or in stores, of course, when you talk to the, the customers, tell them how they can treat your garments. And then provide simple and clear care and laundry instructions. I mean, it shouldn't be confusing. This is just make it easy for them to take care of it. You can have styling guidance, give styling tips to encourage longer use of your products. 
and uh, then you can have very clear fit guidance because this ties into them you know either returning it they will know exactly how it's going to fit it's not that they're going to order it and then they're going to try it on at home and they're like yeah it works and they go to dinner and when they come home they're like oh it's not really working and then it sits there in the wardrobe so, so of yeah. course you will educate your customers but think of it this way that you are the one responsible for the product to last a very long time so this ties back into the production and the design but also the, the product care and afterlife what they can do and of course you have now made the product, you have, you're taking care of it, but look into the sales as well. What can you do here when it comes to uh, sustainability? And the largest online fashion retailers in Europe, that's Salando, they have announced that sustainability will be a requirement for all brands on the platform for, for uh, from 2023. That's a major statement yep. from their side. And from your side, it means that you're not looking to sell to to everyone you're looking to sell to the right people you want to sell to the the customers that are interested in sustainability and your aspects of sustainability you, you don't have to make a product that everyone should be interested in so do something that you believe in make the garments you think are important and address the topics in sustainability that you think are important and then you take a decision on whether you go retail or direct direct to consumer mm -hmm. and here is the same thing i mean of course if you're going retail you're going to talk to the brands or to the shops that have sustainability priority you know which which shops there are or maybe you have followed other other brands and you can look at where they sell and so you will find out retailers that that might be interested in your products and again if you're a direct to consumer brand then you're not going to target everybody you're only going to talk to that that your specific niche and your target customer that is the the um, conscious consumer so again here, sell to those who already care. You don't have to convince everybody about your your beliefs. No. And here's continuing on the sales discussion. You should focus on agents and distributors and retailers with sustainability focus. And what we're suggesting is that you do it yourself because you will know your story you will know the ins and outs of the business and you will know your products the best of course you can you might be thinking yeah but i'm not a good salesperson it does not matter because your passion will shine through and you will know the numbers and the figures and you will know the strategies that you've implemented and so it will be easier for you to talk to the retailers and to the buyers and they will connect with you through that and also pitch your values this is extremely important they need to understand what your values are and have one clear message you should not be talking even if it's you are you want to take care of the workers and then you want to take care of the ocean and then you want to take care of the sheep and then you want to take it's too confusing 
If you can have one main clear message, that would be easier because they will eventually have to transition this to their customers. So try to make it extremely simple and clear to understand and tell them why your brand exists and what you're trying to achieve. And this again ties back to your story and tell them the benefits of your products. And this can be that you have extremely durable materials or that you have extremely qualitative uh, components or that your product can easily be recycled. Tell them your decisions that you've made in the design and product uh, and product phase because they will be interested in this. And also this will be your unique value proposition. And again, try to simplify and make it easy for people, meaning give them all the information. Talk about everything. Don't make them question or be like, oh, why did they do this or this? This color is so strange, but why? You know, the more information you give them and the easier you the, the easier you make them to make a decision on bringing you on board or not. And this, again, this ties into it also if you have an online shop. The more of this information you tell, the easier it is for the customer to connect to you and to want to have your products. So when you sell online, educate your customers via the blog and social media. You can have videos where you explain uh, how you can treat your products and also you can explain about the materials that you use. You can have detailed information about your suppliers and manufacturers. If you have the possibility, when, when you visit a manufacturer supply next time, bring your camera. You can easily, you know, with, with an Android or an iPhone, just take pictures and also film. Just ask your manufacturer about that and you can use this on your website to educate and explain it more to your customers. And here, because transparency, that's everything. So if you can show them that the material is actually coming from here, this is what it looks like. This is the manufacturer. You can see it's it's ethical. Look at the environment in here. So use that on your website. And then also you have detailed product information and pictures. This is especially important since maybe the customer don't know all the language and all the technical terms when it comes to sustainability. So you can tell them, I've we have picked this uh, material in these manufacturers because of this reason. So talk about what your focus is and what you do to improve. Just be honest again. These are the areas that we address and these are the things that we're going to do even better because that's what the customer want to know your your honest approach to sustainability so now we have covered the entire process of the foundation of sustainability we started talking about the reality and brand values mission we went into idea and customer need and marketing and then the entire product, product production phase with the design and collection sourcing and manufacturing packaging logistics we talked about product care, afterlife, and just recently we mentioned the sales. So figure out your why. Why do you want to have a sustainable apparel brand? What's driving you? What's your driving force? And use this when you create your products and also the marketing and story around this. Decide your own priorities. What's important to you when, what do you believe is important when it comes to sustainability and what's close to your heart? Use that. You design your products and collection according to your priorities. 
if you take these decisions first, why are you doing this and what are your priorities? It would be so much easier when you're making the design and, and production uh, decisions. And you want to have full control of your supply chain the entire way. You want to know where the material is coming from. You want to know where the where the uh, products are made. You want to know how they're transported and, and, and packaged and how they are sold and where. So communicate transparently with your customers about your entire supply chain and your brand. And now we're going to talk a little bit about circular economy because we believe this is the future and you need to have an understanding of what this means and what to kind of just get a grasp of what, what it is and what you have ahead of you. And so to wrap it up again, circular economy, a circular economy is a regenerative system in which resource input and waste emission and energy leakage are minimized by slowing, closing, and narrowing energy and material loops. So how can you do this? You can use monomaterials where possible and make sure products made of multiple materials can easily be disassembled and easy to recycle. Check what materials and substances are used in production that are harmful and work with suppliers and manufacturers to get rid of them. Check all the waste from the entire product and distribution and see how you can reduce or recycle it. For example, all your material cutoffs, can you reuse them? All the packaging, what can you do with that? And keep garments in use and reuse as long as possible and also integrate recycling for your materials. And here are a couple of R's that you need to know about when it comes to running a circular brand. Again, rethink, this is in the beginning. What do you, what do you want the product to be? How do you want the product to work? Does it need to exist? Does it not need to, to exist? Reviews. Some manufacturers will not meet your criteria. Some materials will not meet your criteria. All the products in your collection do not need to exist. Reduce. Can you reduce materials? Can you reduce suppliers and manufacturers? Can you have a leaner production? Can you reuse uh, materials? to use that material in more garments? Can you recycle your materials? Can you bring products back to you and reuse them and put them back into the loop again? Again, can you partner up with repairing services to repair the garments? Can you recover something from your products and again that you can put into the loop? Can you resell? We know of brands that resell more as a secondhand shop of their own products. And can you re-gift something to organizations and charities? And here are a couple of organizations that we think you need to know of. Of course, there it takes a lot of time to look into all of them. It's extremely complex. We recommend that you do start to look into this. And if you want to have uh, a little jump into the fast lane, we recommend that you start with the three that are circled in the yellow frame, Blue Sign, Higindex, and Fairware Foundation, because these cover 
quite a lot and you can at least start with them to get a better understanding and this will help you with the decision further on. And here are a couple of brands for inspiration. These brands put out a lot. Again, we do not recommend you to look at these brands to copy. No, we're that, we've said that. <laughs> but we recommend you to look at the work that they're doing and their educational materials. Because let's face it, these brands have done it. They've been there. They've done the work. They've been in the trenches. They've done their mistakes. Why not look at the brands that already made their mistakes so you can learn from them? That's why we want you to look at these brands, uh, not to copy, just to get inspired, to look at their business models. Can you do a combination of their business models? It, can they give some idea of how you can solve your business problem, etc.? So again, just for inspiration and education. And here are a couple of points that we think you should focus on. Stick to your values always and always come back to the values all the decisions that you make make them based on your values write them down put them on the wall in front of your computer so you see them you should know them in your sleep because every single decision should be ticked off and checked based on your values and constantly educate yourself and your customers. And this is where you go to first. This is where you, I mean, you're here, you're educating yourself now, but this is a must because this industry moves so fast. And when it comes to material innovation and, and uh, manufacturing innovations, this is crucial because it goes so fast when it comes to, to new things that are put out there. And again, it's, you have 100% of responsibility for what happens to your brand, for the communication that you put out there, and for your product. And this ties back to the transpar um, transparency and also to you owning everything that you put out. And also, yes, you do need patience and you do need perseverance because this industry is tough. Should I say tough? It, it, it takes a while. Mm. And also now you know at least what to expect but it, it you yes you will need patience and perseverance i want to thank you for taking an interest in this topic that is sustainability we have that in our mm -hmm. uh, mission statement that we want to help brands create more sustainable products and we think mm -hmm. it's a very important uh, topic today that everyone should have a plan for how they want to address it so yes. thank you Thank you so much for taking your time to hang out with us and hope this was valuable. So have a great day, evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you are. And take care. Bye. Bye.